1: To the legend behind Labamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VCN.
3: Well, both Chiefs and Chargers backers could feel the breeze. Michael Lombardi from the back door that was left open in the final minutes of Thursday Night Football last night. A Chiefs 27-24 win. However, a cover for the Chargers catching for another primetime under. We're 4-0 to the under this season. But that was, as I say, hi and good morning, good afternoon to you, Michael Lombardi. That was, you could feel the breeze, right? You could feel that back door
4: breeze coming in. Well, I, I didn't actually, you know, look, if... The the Chargers played great defense in the second half, and if the Chiefs, the Chiefs only had three first downs in the fourth quarter. Two of them came on the long Hilaire run. Like I think the Chargers were going to get that ball back. Hilaire, the Hilaire run was the difference in the game in terms of, I don't think it was a cover. I think that kept the Chargers from winning. You know? Because if, if you could, I mean, the Chiefs offense, Mahomes took a beating. They could never get into a rhythm, and the Hilaire run, you know, got a first down plus the penalty, which gave them the points, you know, and then it put them up by 10. If they could eliminate that, I don't think, you know, that backdoor, then I think it would have been a different game. I think they were had a chance. It became an onside kick game at that point once they scored that touchdown.
3: So Lombardi line presented by BetMGM, of course, as I officially set it up for this Friday. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Vsin the Sports Betting Network. I, I just wrote down in my notes, how the hell did the Chargers lose this game? I have so much to go through as far as storylines. But what you just said is so true. I mean, if you think about it, they're up 17-7. Um, and that was a game that felt like the best unit on the field was the Chargers defense. And it was just kind of this momentum that all of a sudden started to pick up with some questionable calls against the Chargers, and then, boom, it was on.
4: I mean, look, Mahomes took a beating, but so did her Herbert. I mean, once Herbert lost Lindsey, the center, and he lost a right tackle, right? He lost two-fifths of his offensive line, you know, uh, and so that made it really problematic for him. Then he started to get the crap beat out of him, too, you know, and they finally took Mike Williams away in the second half, so – it became a little bit difficult for them. Uh, look, I, uh, the Chargers lost the game for one reason. I mean, they gave up the touch. They gave up. They 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 converted the. They <coughs> made the mistake down in the red zone. That's what happens. You know, you give up seven points. I didn't think the Chiefs' offense ever got in a rhythm. Patrick,
3: uh, I agree. I agree. And what you're talking about is, listen, we were tied at seventeen under eleven minutes to go. So let's start here with maybe some controversial. Uh, axioms coming out of this game so we're tied 17 under 11 to go it's first and three at the Kansas City three Jalen Watson with the 99 yard pick going the other way that was the game changer but what did you see on the play overall walk us through that
4: well Everett never got back inside Everett was running a pivot route to come back inside and he never pivoted back and Herbert threw the ball where he was going to be not where he was I mean I had it on mute so I don't know what they were saying on the broadcast but that's what happened on the play he was running a return route to kind of get into that dead space. And the corner was playing outside leverage on him, so it it was easy to return. But when he returned, the corner sat inside. And so, you know, it it was one of those where it was a miscommunication between Everett and Herbert, but I think it was more on Everett than it was anything. So, you know, and that's a costly mistake. I mean, that's what happens when, to me, Keenan Allen's absence there was the problem. Because, you know, you got Keenan Allen down, you got two big guys, Allen, and Williams that the Chiefs haven't proven they could cover successfully. So to me, that was the big chance, the big big problem there.
3: Yeah, Mike Williams scored for those that were on him as far as receiving prop. Eight for one thirteen and a touchdown. He had a great game in Keenan Allen's absence. I from so a couple of factors with the with the that touchdown going the other way, the pick six. One, the tight Everett most said that he was gassed. He was asking to come out of the game. So it looked like I actually thought, Michael, the defender had wrapped him up and pulled him away from his route and then jumped it. So I thought it might be a defensive pass interference there, but it ended up going the other way. It didn't look like Herbert was going to the wrong place with the ball is my point.
4: No, I think it was a complete return route. And I just think, you know, I didn't know he was exhausted, but he never returned. And even if if he returns, he's going to shield the corner from there shouldn't be a clear interception down there. It should be, I'm throwing it, but you're, I'm bigger than you. I'm going to make the play on you.
3: Okay, then let's circle back to Herbert. Uh, listen, whether they're bruised or broken, we've got a rib situation. That's There's no other way around it. Remember on that third down play where he's going to run for the first down, he just spikes the ball, and then he throws one of the more brilliant passes you're going to see in a long time on fourth down to get it close to goal. Uh, really unbelievable, unbelievable, but this is a long-term, this is a situation. The
4: dude was in pain. He was hurting. And he, he was playing hurt, you know I mean? And so I don't know if you could fault him. I mean, that's the thing. I, part of the game is to understand the game, right? You know, if the guy's getting the crap beat out of him, and, you know, I mean, look, Staley has left. Let's face it. Staley has taken his toothbrush, and he's left the analytical go-for-it-on-fourth-down club. I mean, he's left them all behind. I don't know how he's going to become the head, the best coach in all of football by Pro Football Focus. Since he's left them all behind, he didn't go for it on fourth down. Right? I mean, he's abandoned his group. They're left without him. Meanwhile, Andy reads in the doghouse because, because he didn't go for it. And yet the three points won the game for him. Figure that out.
3: Yeah, the aggressive Staley from last year, the darling of analytics to a conservative Staley this year. We'll get he to that in a second. He got called into the
4: principal's office. Patrick, I got to take a sip of water, but he got called in a principal's oh, office. I, I'd be curious. Take a sip of water. I got Staley
3: for you. I'll be <sighs> curious to hear what, you're ha- what you have to say about why he's had an about face as far as philosophy on going forward on fourth down. Here's Brandon Staley talking about Herbert.
5: You're not going to see a quarterback in any level of football play tougher and do more for their team and will their team um, to give them a chance than him. There's nobody that can do what he can do. Nobody. Um, he showed a lot of guts. He showed us what he shows every day, um, that we're never out of the fight, and he brought us back and gave us a chance.
3: Okay, he's talking about his quarterback there, who, you know, you sent out your notes. Michael puts together these uh, awesome notes going into the weekend and coming out of Thursday Night Football, and you've got him sitting three in your power rankings of quarterbacks. I mean, this is a kid that is just otherworldly. Herbert has, when you just look at Herbert, the prototype. You understand? Like, the prototype I mean, as far as looks.
4: I mean, like, how could you take two over him? Seriously. I mean, how could that? I mean, every time I watch him just zing the ball with accuracy and unbelievable. Now, you know, unfortunately, they lost two-fifths of their offensive line. The the, the right tackle, pickin', Pinkins, and then the center, Lindsey. So that hurts you, right? He didn't have his other receiver. I still think they're a big back away from being that. I think if you had Eckler and another big back, Kelly or Michelle, I mean, an elite back. You know, I think they missed Melvin Gordon, actually, to be I honest agree. with you. You know, I, that change I mean, of to pace that a better
3: offense. Yeah, yeah I, but, I, I, t- I, mean, look, I totally agree.
4: I mean, they, they controlled the game, they were in control of the game. They just didn't get control of the lead. And the second half, defensively. You know, they weren't as good in the second half as they were in the first. I mean, the first half, they made the Chiefs punt four times. I mean, they were really good. The second half, they only made them punt twice. And, of course, the turnover, and they got two field goals. I mean, give Andy Reid credit. He was watching the same game I was watching. He saw that he was struggling to block him. Mahomes got the crap beat out of him, right? I mean, I promise you, Mahomes is sore as hell today. So he's sitting there, and he's not going to turn down the points, right? Why would he turn down the. I got to take the points. I'm having a hard time moving the football. I had three tries to get in the end zone. I couldn't do it. All of a sudden, the fourth try is going to be the charm. I mean, watch the game. Like, watch the game before you make this go for it. Just go for it. Like, Stanley, to me, understands this year his defense is better. So to take these risks that he was taking is ridiculous. Like when he punted the ball back to the Chiefs, right? And right before Hilaire made that run it was everybody wanted him to go for it i'm getting it right here on the on the play by play right so he punted it on okay so there's 8 minutes to go 5 minutes to go in the game he gets the ball back he's got a 3rd and 6 at the charger 38 now he's playing good defense he's controlling the game he he thro- tries to throw it they don't get the first down he's 4th and 6 at his own 38 right would you rather go for it there and lose and give them an automatic field goal or play what your defense has been playing really well. I think he made the right call. I really do. Like, I think well, Herbert t- was hurt. Yeah, I don't think I, it was and healthy. You,
3: and you mentioned the defense. Let's talk about it overall. So an about face from last year, Staley's gone conservative. No team went for it at a higher percentage on fourth down last year than Brandon Staley and the chargers 31 and percent, 55% of the time at fourth and four or shorter. Last night in that scenario, he chose to punt or kick a field goal, five of the seven opportunities. The Chargers were four for four on fourth down, yet he's completely gone away from what he did last year. Does this tell you that this is a leader that has been changed or somebody that's adaptable? You see what I'm saying? Like, is this somebody that wasn't sure of what he was doing or is he
4: adaptable? I think somebody proved to him and said, you cost us, brother. Like this reckless abandon, it's not smart. You, all your analytical community can tell you it's smart, but they're going to be with you on the sideline when it's over with. You're going to get your ass fired, <laughs> right? You're not going to last at this job. You cost us the game. Your decision-making costs us the game. I mean, and here's Andy Reid who loves to go for it on fourth down, but Andy Reid, Andy Reed was smart. Andy Reid took the points. I mean, naturally, I got people texting me, I can't believe Andy Reid took the points. Why? It won him the game. Like, why would you be so – why? What's wrong with three points? Well, you know, here's the logic, right? You're going to pin, you know, if you don't get it, you'll pin them back there and you'll get the ball and you'll get a field goal anyway. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, what happens if Herbert throws to Mike Williams on a jump ball and he comes down with it 40 yards later? What happens on that? We can't cover Mike Williams. Like, are you sure we're going to pin him back? They got Herbert over there. Like, these, these assumptions, they just assume it's like a bad detective case. Fourth and
3: goal at the one, down three. Andy Reid decides to kick the field goal, and Michael Lombardi was popping champagne in Ocean City, New Jersey. We're going to come back. And- Take <laughs> I know the you- points, I-, Andy. I was thinking about you. Yeah. Take the points, baby. We're going to talk, come back and talk about the Chiefs. Remember, dogs and unders in prime time since 2019. Unders hitting at a 59% clip. And dogs, they cash again last night, hitting at a 58% clip, ATS, in prime time. Coming up next, the Chiefs are 2-0, the only 2-0 team in that division. And we'll break it down from their perspective. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is v D Sports
6: Betting Network.
2: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on Vsin, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, if you haven't become
3: a Vsin Pro yet, what the hell are you waiting on? It's easy to do, it's not expensive, and it's going to make you money. You get pro tools, pro tips at a glance, pro t- it, it really is the picks are in there involved, and also Michael Lombardi's exclusive articles. You get the pro tools, and when I say pro tools, I mean the betting splits and everything we offer Mackinnon's inside information. It's awesome. It's going to make you cash. I keep getting emails from happy VEASAN pros. You can become one by going to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's 175 bucks. That's going to go up, though. So make sure you get it now. It's through the Super Bowl. Again, remember, when we give out these pro tips, which you get 20 plus a day at VEASAN, they're all archived over at VEASAN.com. So when you want to hear from Michael Lombardi as far as a pro tip, it's all there at VEASAN.com. But you have to become a VEASAN pro. We got you back here, Michael Lombardi. I believe an empty nester there in Ocean City, New Jersey. Is that true? Did Millie leave?
4: Yes, absolutely. Yep, all set. All all. You gonna right be there okay? You in Vegas? Gonna be there? Uh, well, you're not there, in Vegas. yeah, I, I I'll make it. You know, I'll make it. It'll be hard, but I'll I'll try. You know, okay. I don't even have Berman. <laughs> I mean, I don't even have Berman. Oh, no. I'm, I'm completely you... abandoned.
3: <laughs> you're completely empty over there. You got you nobody, got, Bella. I got
4: nobody. I got nobody. I, don't, I got Bella. I got Lana. I don't even have Anna. I don't have anybody. I got nobody. I got nothing. I'm stuck make on sure my you, own. And place. Make sure you send. You know, make I got sure you send OCD, our guy City, a message.
3: It. M Lombardi, NFL. Keep him company. He's going to be alone for the next couple of days. Uh, okay. So it, as we get back into this game, and we talked about the cover, 27-24 stays under the total. How about our boy Samich, who got under first uh, quarter, uh, under first half, and under full game? That's tremendous right. as far as that goes. Yeah, tremendous. Um, but the so that's the Chargers' perspective. I do think there's something to look at as far as we'll wait to see what happens with those ribs, because I can only imagine. Now you can play with badly bruised ribs. I would imagine you could bandage it up, even broken ribs. It comes down to pain tolerance. Uh but on the other side, and we've got a clip from Mahomes we'll play in a second here, but I thought Mahomes, while bailed out by a couple of calls, Michael Lombardi. It's just he showed how miraculous he is. I mean, he showed how great he is uh, because he was not getting protection. That Chargers defense was in his grill.
4: Yeah, no, I mean the right side of the line wasn't good. We know going into the game, Smith wasn't in, was injured, and he tried to play through it. The right tackle wasn't very good. You know, Orlando Orlando Brown wasn't good. I mean, even Tumey, they were having a hard time. I mean, you know, he got hit quite a bit. He got he got bailed out with two. I mean, the same thing happened in Arizona. Arizona had a fa- chance for a. Uh, interception in the red zone last week, hit the guy right in the face mask, he dropped it. But I think the longer this goes for the Chiefs, I don't think they're going to be an explosive offense, as great as Mahomes is. And look, he wasn't as accurate as as we like to see him. I mean, he misses some throws too now. You know, he wasn't 100% perfect, and maybe he can get better. But, I mean, there's a lot of deception, but at the end of the day, is there? what are you worried about? I mean, Kelsey had five catches for 50 yards. Hilaire was the second leading rusher. He had 46. I mean, Schuster let him have. He had what three catches for 10 yards? Like where's their? Like I've I said this last year. Where's their middle of the field passing game? They really never have one. They either a home run or a run and catch play. I I don't know. I I I I watched them. Is is the, the Chargers a great defense? Yeah, I think they're really good, right? But the Raiders averaged eight yards per attempt against them. Think about that. The Raiders off uh, had. Eight yards per attempt and had a chance to win the game at the end of the at the end of the game last week, and yet they couldn't do it, but and Carr didn't play well. So I worry about how good this chief offense really is going to be as teams start to understand what Andy's doing.
3: Seems like the Chargers defense as the game wore on got gassed. Conversely, as you always talk about, the Chiefs defense seemed to get better and Patrick Mahomes concurs.
6: We just hung around. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. The defense kept us in the game. Our offense, we didn't I mean, we didn't play our best football. And I think the defense, that was huge for them to keep us in that game, make some plays, get points on the board, um, and then just, and just give us a chance. And um, I think with a young defense like that, to see that this early in the season, I think that's going to carry us the rest of the way.
3: He's figuring it out too, Michael, because eight different Chiefs players had at least two catches. So it tells yeah. you he's trying to figure out the groove here with this offense. So this is a team that's going to build. They always build defensively. But probably the continuity with those receivers is going to continue to build for Mahomes as well as the season progresses.
4: No doubt, but but he's right, though. I mean, you know, the first half, the Chargers punted twice. They had the ball four times, basically, and they punted twice. They started field goal touchdown. Second half, they start touchdown. Eight plays, wonderful drive, right? But then they got stagnant. They couldn't quite get it going, and then he started getting hit so much. And then it became a problem. He's got two three-and-outs right away. Then he throws the interception. Then he comes back with punt-punt. I mean, you know, for all the people wanting Staley to go for it at at, at the 38, did they watch the last four drives? Did they watch the last four drives? They weren't moving the ball, right? Like, it's just all of a sudden I have this magic wand. You should go for it, but none of the last pass plays ever affect you. Like, the last four drives, they didn't move the ball.
3: So I have a question for you, and then we'll get to Reed. When talking about Brandon Staley, from aggressiveness last year to so far being a little bit more conservative, would you look at it as a guy that's easily influenced and coming off his principles? Or would you look at Staley as a guy that is adaptable, malleable, and figuring out and learning from his mistakes? Like, Are you complimenting Staley here? Where do you go with this?
4: I think I'm complimenting him because I think he realizes his defense is better. At least to me in this game, he demonstrated to me he was watching the game. He wasn't right. being reckless. And you could say, well, he should have gone for it at his 38. No, he was watching the game. He was playing good defense. Mahomes almost threw him two interceptions, right? Now, would he like to have the playback on, on Hilaire? I got to go watch it on tape, but I'm sure it looked like there was a misalignment for me. And so Hilaire made the long run. If it's not for the long run, I mean, I know you can't take it back. But again, they had three first downs in the fourth quarter. Two on that play. So they get the first down on the run. They get first down on the penalty.
3: So your bigger point is as opposed to being married to the sheet, married to the numbers, married to the analytics. It feels like he's finding his way where yes, he's still gonna uh, he's still gonna mostly go for it cuz he's an aggressive play caller, but he's also within the rhythm of the game. And that brings us right. to Andy Reid. Andy Reid on short yardage or the Chiefs on short yardage plays yesterday were one of five on third and 3 or less. So they found themselves fourth and 1, goal to go and kicked the field goal to tie at 17-17. That's a vet coach that's been there a million times.
4: Right, and watching the game. Like, to me, that's my whole point. Like, there's just not some magic formula. We go for it. Doesn't matter. You just go for it. You know, just go for it. Doesn't matter what's going on in the game. Just I apply the game to the situation. That's all I that's all I believe in. Like, I, I think when they quarterback sneaked it early in the game on fourth, that was a smart play, right? When they went for it again on fourth down, yeah, I was in sneak. complete agreement on that one. Yes. When Eckler yep. ran off to the left side, I, I agree with that, like like we're moving the football. We were things were going like, but when you're not making a play, and you're not moving the ball, and you had three cracks inside the three, and you're in a close game, and you just ignore the points, like is that really smart? Because some guy at MIT says that the odds are in your favor. Like how many times have you looked at that? Who's going to win the game? Percentage odds of going to win? Have they been right? Have they been right?
3: <laughs> Riding the Schwinn bicycle to the stadium with the backpack and the numbers yeah. telling you what to do—they're not watching it the is...
4: game. Like I told somebody today on the phone, were you? Wa- did you see him getting the crap beat out of him? You want to just go for it arbitrarily? Like, like, like—have you ever been at a game calling plays? How hard it is when you got the sixth and seventh lineman on the field. Like, you call plays with that. The reason they're the six and seven linemen is because they're probably not very good. Well, you got to help them out. Okay, you help them out. Now you're where we're we going. Like, it's one thing to be critical of the coaches, and certainly I am. But there's another reason to understand the situation. Like, what is the situation? Like, Reed was smart. Hey, look, I'll take my points. I'll keep. What's wrong with staying in the game? What's wrong with staying in the game? Extending the game longer. What's wrong with that?
3: Again, fourth and goal from the one, fourth quarter. He ties it up. Remember, that was just start the fourth quarter, as opposed to going for it, first and goal. Excuse me, fourth and goal, goal to go. He ties it up at seventeen, and that ends up being the difference. A vindication for Michael Lombardi.
4: But uh, again, no, well, I, think I your mean, of course, well somebody said to me today, I I think the interception won the game for him. Get out of here, <laughs> you know. Get out, get out of here. Like, like that's just because we wanted to fit your narrative. Like, it, they, the three points, they won by three. Uh, I'm going to
3: help you a little bit because I think many, if they're just tuning in, would say he's anti-analytic. That's not what you're saying. You're not saying that at all. No. You're saying marry analytics all. with game flow and game management.
4: Watch the game. Tell me what's going on in the game. Can we block them? Can we handle them? Are we going to get this? You know, are we sure we're going to stop them? Are we sure we're going to stop Justin Herber, Herbert from moving the ball? Are we what are we doing? It has to all apply. It's not a one dimensional go for it. It's a three dimensional problem. And you got to look at it that way. And that's all I'm saying. I agree with going for it on fourth down in a couple of those situations. Fourth and inches, you got a six six quarterback. They had two light guys. They were playing a a, 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 a front that just to, just made you quarterback sneak it. So why not? They changed that front after that. You didn't see that front ever again.
3: You know, the irony of Staley not being as aggressive as he usually was the Chargers were four for four on fourth down conversions last night. So
4: he played it perfectly. Yeah, they, yeah.
3: He, he, he because they didn't have perfectly. to risk it.
4: They were running it, they snuck it, right?
3: Michael just sent along a tweet for, about Mike McCarthy that is fascinating. We're coming back.
2: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher.
3: Okay, great deal for horse racing fans. First Bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotel, tickets to the races, plus $1,000 in betting and vouchers from First Bet. Head over to vcin.com horses to enter. That's vcin.com slash horses to enter. So this is something as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. I mentioned the unders in prime time this year are four and to the under since 2019, they're 90 and 62 to the under almost 60% to the under John Ewing had a great stat, which we can throw up as we transition here, Michael Lombardi. He said, did you know that 50% or more of the bets have been on the over and 12 of the first 17 NFL games this season, but the under in those 17 games is 12 and 5. This is very. This is our pro tip for the first hour, and it's very generic and basic. Remember, when you have two great quarterbacks like Herbert and Holmes last night, the books know that as well. You're not going to get one over on the books. That is baked into the total. Okay, yeah. They expect yeah. you to go over. That's going to be cushioned to the over, and you see it cash to the under 54 last night, Michael.
4: Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I think, look, it, the, you could just see the pace of the game, right? You could see the pace of the game. I thought at, at the end of the first half, credit to Staley and the offensive staff, I thought they got the ball back. with I think it was four minutes to go. And you could just see, Patrick, that they were determined to win the middle eight right there. They were determined to win the middle eight. It was like you could see they talked about it. They worked that 42nd clock all the way down. I saw it on the TV screen. It went all the way down. They were getting first downs. They called the game and then they stumbled and got a third and they didn't convert, right? And so they had it was a problem and he punted and everybody, oh, Andy Reid's got time to do something. Meanwhile, Andy Reid's got to punt back. That's kind of how that game went. But I I think the pace of the game, Staley understood it better than he did last year. He understood it better than he did last year. And I think Andy Reid understands that this team he has, he's got to pace games too. He's got to pace. Now, he didn't, you know, he didn't have the ball as much because they were bad on third down, but I think that was critical, and I, I think that's why even though people see two great quarterbacks, they think points, 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 we forget that you got to pace the game. You know, it, when in, an NBA, in a basketball game, if a college team has two great shooters, do you automatically bet the over? You say, well, they're going to play some good defense probably, right?
3: Another way to approach it, I had under 54 full game so obviously I felt very good going into the half. I turned around and I bet over 26 and a half in the second half. So I cashed my over 26 and a half in the second half and cashed my under full game 54. So two bets uh that were winners. And I, I just I think it's important for betters to understand how you can kind of uh, puzzle the pieces together when it comes to this. It's not just a blanket situation as far as betting. And remember, that is always baked into the number specifically on primetime games as far as the total. Okay, Michael. Y- would you like to talk about your obsession with this Raiders Cardinals number? Because you are into yeah, it. Yeah, Let's I would. go ahead and jump off. Let's jump off well, and talk about this. So this number, I'll just set you up quickly and then you run with it. So this number in Vegas this weekend open Vegas two and a half. It's been bet up to five and a half with Vegas laying it, hosting Arizona.
4: But it was bet up immediately. And so to me, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I mean, I've, I haven't yes. read every book on the Kennedy assassination because I'm not. So, I mean, I I throw that out there, but something's up here. Like, all right, let's go back. Arizona hosting Kansas City, opening weekend. Now, I know Arizona has injuries, right? But the line opened up three and a half. Immediately went to six. Immediately. Didn't even flinch. It went right to six. And then it closed at seven. Uh, The book to me is somebody knows something that I don't know. Like, somebody knows something that I don't know. And then it happens the next week. That's just not happenstance. That's just not, oh, somebody came in and moved the number. Or maybe they did. But somebody moved the number because they know. They know. You know, like, I kept looking at that Arizona number last week. I gave it out. I thought, oh, okay, six. That's too much. You know, it got to be too much. And it wasn't enough. So I don't know, Patrick. Did you watch the Arizona Kansas City game? The body language of the quarterback, the 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 energy of the team. Did you see? Did you see a team that really was opening up on on, sun, on pre on no. NFL Sunday?
3: No. They, they, looked, they looked terrible on both sides of the ball. And to Michael's point, this number got to six in Vegas this weekend. It's been bet back down to five and a half. Let me give you my best guess, and I'll let you run with it. Okay, so week one's number adjusted. First off, there was off-season drama with the Cardinals. That perception drives the market. Also, an extensive injury list. You've got Kansas City coming to town. Now, you couple the off-season drama – with, again, an extensive injury list for the Cardinals. A disastrous week one performance. You've got a two and a half up to six. Back down to five and a half. That's my guess on this game yeah. coming up on Sunday.
4: And I think the book is saying, you guys have a perception of Arizona. We don't like their team. Didn't they adjust the over total down to seven and a half? The win total? Yeah, they did. I mean, so, like... I adjusted them this week tremendously because of that shift. And then this week, you know, I, I have them as a two-and-a-half point on my board. I have them as a two-and-a-half point dog. I wouldn't touch them in a million years. Of course, it's a Vegas game, so I'm not touching it anyway. But the reality of it is, is, like, I, 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 my number's not right with them. I never thought my number was right with them all last year. You know, even when they were on that early strike streak, when they were winning games, I didn't think my my power ranking was right on those. In I don't Arizona? think it's right right now. Yeah. Can you explain why? I don't why, think it's why right you, now. Why, why? Why was there consternation surrounding that number for you last year? Because I just didn't think they were good enough defensively. I didn't think their secondary was good enough. I mean, Chandler Jones was great, and and Watt when he played was you know they had some, but then they started to lose pieces, and now when I look at their defense, I'm like I like their defense way less than I did last year, and I didn't even like it last year. I mean, and here's the other thing. Everybody got contract extensions. The coach, the manager, the quarterback, everybody. Everybody got it. I mean, like, I don't know. I watched that that, that defense was horrible. It was horrible.
3: If you thought the defense was bad in week one, how about their two corners, Wilson and Mullen, starting strong safety and Jalen Thompson out this week or questionable, mostly, most likely out. Ertz looks like he could be out. There are three offensive linemen listed on the injury list. You had a listless performance on both sides of the ball. You had drama all offseason. I mean, that adds up to a big-time line movement in Vegas where the better says, well, Vegas is going to be pissed coming back home off a loss where they hung in there when a quarterback didn't play well. You expect the bounce back. I'm trying to build the yeah. number for you here.
4: No, I think that's right. I think that I think the original number that I had for for Arizona was wrong, and I think if you add all that mix into the into the hat, I think you see that all the, that it's really wrong. It's just not a little bit wrong, it's really wrong. You know, and I've said all year they got too many old guys, you know, like you could sign it's great to have JJ Watt on your team, but he, he's not the same JJ Watt we know and love. I like guess a different JJ Watt. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah. And and Murray, yeah. I, I think Pat Graham will do a good job of defending Murray and make him play make him play quarterback. But you're right. I think this injury, I mean, look, Mullen, the corner, you know, I, I don't know if his toe is going to get any better. Thompson is, you know, he's got a toe injury. Pew, the offensive guard, he's got a neck problem, but he's always been over you know, he's he's an over thirty guy. I mean, and and look, JJ Watt is a calf. Older guys get calf injuries. They're hard to come back from when you're older. Oh, when I'm laying in
3: bed and my calf tightens up or cramps, it takes oh. me like twenty. <laughs> it takes me like 25 minutes just to shake it to walk Jeezy. No Hey, doubt. can I give you just yeah. another quick pro tip here as far as timing the market? Remember, the prop market as well is going to move. Uh, David, uh, I called him David. Derek Carr's passing prop right now anywhere between 280 and, 280 and a, 285 and a half as far as passing yards. It, he should be very productive versus a depleted blitz-heavy Cards defense. When he threw for 295 against the Chargers defense, I like the over. If they, you know what I'm saying, and, if and that they get into a blitz
4: up. game, if they get into a blitz game against the Raiders, it's going to make life easier for the Raiders. It is. I mean, because who's 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 Garden who's Garden Adams? Who's Garden Waller? Who's taking Renfro on third down? I think the Raiders will be better offensively just because that, the car played another week. Last time Vance Joseph played McDaniels was back when Cam was the quarterback, and he lined up in a goal-line defense on first down, basically saying to Cam, you can't throw the ball. And he was right. It was smart. And by the fourth quarter, McDaniels had it figured out, right? And they were able to break the code.
3: I mean, they blitzed nonstop against Mahomes. I can't imagine. I mean, again, they're banged up in the secondary. I I just love that overprop for Carr. I think Carr is going to bounce back. I think you're going to see a very spirited performance from the Raiders because I think McDaniels and Mr. Lombardi there, as far as offensively, has something to sell the team. You're right in the mix in Los Angeles, and you played about as badly, Derek, as you could play. 17 targets, Devontae, he was great, but you can get everybody else involved as well. I think the Raiders are going to be awesome this weekend.
4: I mean, they they gave up 9.2 yards per attempt last week. The Raiders had 8.0 yards per attempt. And Kansas City couldn't even come close to matching that. And and the Raiders, in fairness to the Raiders, they left stuff on the field. There's no denying that, right?
3: Absolutely. <laughs> I mean... If the Raiders had won that game, that was a gift. But the fact that they were in it, it was it really was interesting because he missed. I'm thinking right now off the top of my mind, Derek Carr missed three throws that he doesn't generally Mm -hmm. miss and three throws that were game changers as well. Yep. That is a fascinating number. Remember, that got as high as six in Vegas with the cards in town. Next, Panthers Giants here on the Lombardi Line.
5: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: You're listening
2: to the Lombardi line on VCN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
3: Okay, attention, BetMGM customers. If you have a friend who loves sports as much as you do, well, here's a chance for both of you to profit. It's BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign up to your – go go to your BetMGM account right now, and you're going to see in the upper right-hand corner a Refer-A-Friend program. You send that friend a message inviting them to register with a new account. They do. You both get 50 bucks. It's that simple. It's the king of sports books. It's an awesome deal. Got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Okay, as we got you back here at Lombardi Line on a Friday as we head into a busy weekend, week three college football. Of course, we've got the NFL continuing to roll along. Vinny Maliulo is going to join us in about 16 minutes. I just wanted to say this for VEASAN Pro subscribers. So this is a format, Michael, you're going to do moving forward. And this was the first time I got it. This was awesome. And VEASAN Pros are going to get this. So Michael starts off every Friday, and we'll see when Ben gets it up there at VEASAN.com. Uh, but starts off with a review from last night. And then you go through a few things. You give your quarterback ratings, you give your team ratings, and then you get into a couple like coordinator battles, which is one of your things that you like to get into. I love the way that you've kind of laid this out going through the rest of the season.
4: Yeah, because I I think, you know, we, we spend so much time handicapping teams when I think you got to handicap the coaches, right? You got to handicap the coordinators. Like for example, what I wrote about, okay, Chicago goes into green Bay. Okay. Well, Luke Getzey is on the Chicago staff. He was there in Green Bay. I mean, he's prepared to play. He can go back to his Green Bay versus Indianapolis playbook, right, and take out what they wanted to do against Matt Eberflus. That was a game in 2020 that went to overtime. They turned the ball over four times to Packers and lost to the Colts. Remember that game? So Mm -hmm. he can go back through and say, okay, here's how we attack the scheme. That's valuable information. That's valuable information. So that coordinator. Now, is it valuable enough to take the Packers and give the 10? Is it valuable enough to take the, the Bears with the 10? I don't know yet because I don't, I'm don't. i not sold on the Bears being able to execute. It's one thing to have the plan. It's another thing to execute the plan, right? So, But I think it's something to talk about. And going back to prior games, you know, Pat Graham playing against Kyler Murray when he was in New York Giants. How'd that game work out? You know, how did he handle Murray? Those are really what everybody in the league is studying, even though all we talk about and when handicapping is what happened last week. You know, the Jets couldn't throw the ball last week. Okay, they didn't throw the ball. They threw it 59 times. They couldn't get any yards. But the reality of it is is the Jets against a, ball, against a Cleveland defense, if they can block the edges, they could make some plays. Flacco's going to be very comfortable knowing what they're doing let's
3: continue with the conversation you a fun one we were having during the break by the way Jacksonville's at the Chargers next Sunday in the late window so Herbert with the with the bruise or broken ribs is going to have a little time to heal here but I want to tell you this number opened 11 has been bet down off the Herbert news to nine nine and a half. But let's right now. I'm taking a look for V's Pros again. You get this article. You've got Justin Herbert as far as your quarterback ratings, number three overall in the NFL. You and I were just marveling. Are, is there a better job if Staley were to be let go today, outside of maybe Buffalo? Is there a better
4: job in the NFL to take right now? No, no. great no because why jobs with quarterbacks never open up. The reason the job opens up is because you don't have a quarterback. That's 90% of the jobs that open up. Tell me a job that opens up where you have an elite quarterback. It's one of the reasons Doesn't why happen. Marty Schottenheimer probably got fired as much. Because every time he had it, every time he didn't really have an elite quarterback. He won a lot of games, but he didn't. And everybody blamed him for not winning the big game, when he didn't really have a quarterback to win the big game until he got to San Diego with Rivers.
3: The only one I can think of. Is McCarthy, but he and Rodgers had been together for 11, 12 years. It's not like that had just wore its welcome between the two of them. Um, right. It, that's right. And it, that's and, why
4: LaFleur is able to win 13 games in a row and everybody wants right. to anoint him as the next Vince Lombardi. Well, I mean, are we sure it's LaFleur? It, LaFleur was 0 for 10 against Tennessee as a third down play caller against the Baltimore Ravens. Like that, that, that I'll never forget. Like, I don't know how you get a head coaching job. When you're going to play against a really good coordinator and you can't convert a third down, like, I, and then the next year Tennessee's defense got offense got extremely better with Arthur Smith. Think about that. It's like, constant- Robert Salai San, like Robert Saleh leaves like Robert Saleh leaves San Francisco, and the defense gets better. And the defense gets better.
3: Yeah, yeah. There's there. Think about it. Now you're constantly talking about talking about anticipation. The throw on fourth down with banged up ribs to Carter, where Carter was doubled, hadn't come out of his break yet, and Herbert let the ball go. Was one of the better throws, I, I, I'm i trying not to use hyperbole here, one of the better throws I've seen in five years, I don't know, seven years, however long, it was a great throw.
4: It was a great throw. I mean, it, the fact that he threw it with anticipation, he didn't hold it. See, this is what I'm trying to say to people when you watch quarterbacks. It's it's the rhythm. He plays with rhythm. You know, does he make a couple bad throws? Yeah, but he play, Mahomes plays with rhythm. When you watch some of these other guys, they don't. Tua can play with rhythm on short throws. He just doesn't have enough talent to overcome it. And he, and as he said, I can't see. So if if I start to move around, you know, you got to uncover because I can't see you. He said that quote. That was his quote. So, like, to me, he doesn't have elite talent. Like I said, it's a crib thing. I told this to Femi. Like, Femi keeps thinking, well, I'm going to give this guy more. No, you have it when your mother... When, Justin Herbert's mother lifted him from his little crib. He was a quarterback.
3: Yes, and the throw and just the prototype prototypical size. He was standing next to an offensive lineman, and as far as size, he dwarfed the offensive lineman, the compact throwing motion. Now you mentioned Tua, and you would think Tua would try to shy away from his size and adequacies. However, here's what he had to say yesterday.
2: We work a lot on
3: where guys need to be. Um, you know, and and for me, if I, for for instance, if we have a slant and we have, like, an over-the-ball player and, like, another player in the alley and a flat, for me, I can't see because I'm not the biggest guy out there. So, if I can't see you, you can't see me, I can't get you the ball. Uh, and, like, spacing with the guys. So, if you can't see me, get somewhere to where you can't see me, then I can see you, then I can hit you. Appreciate the I appreciate him being honest and
4: forthright, but what the hell is that? It's just, I mean, it's what what I've been saying all along. I mean, if you rush him a certain way where he can't see, what he was describing is making him play quarterback. That's what he was describing to the fans. Like, if you pressure me inside, I can't see. And so I'm going to have to load it. That's why he's in shotgun all the time, most of the time. That's why he's trying to throw the ball out quickly. Because the the tighter the pocket gets, you think he could have made that throw that Herbert made?
3: Well, he's essentially what he's saying is his height is a handicap, and I don't use it's that. Certainly, in a, derogatory it's a handicap term. He, of course yeah, it of is. Yeah, of course. But he's admitting it. So what you're saying is how do how do you take Tua over Herbert when already I, you're, I, I, your back's against the wall with being able to throw ter- certain types of routes? And that's what Tua is admitting right there.
4: Right, and so what they've the, their answer to that, Patrick, is simply we're going to get a bunch of skill around them that can run the ball after the catch, and you know they invest in Tyree Kill, they got Waddle. I mean, they're good offensively. And he can make some throws. I think you got to stop looking at, like, like, let's take, we were going to talk Giants. Let's take Daniel Jones, for example. He's 17 for 21 against the Titans, okay? That's pretty good, right? Throws Sounds a touchdown good. pass. Yeah, throws a 65 yard touchdown pass to, to, to Sterling Shepard. Okay, great. Tennessee dropped the coverage. They just blew the coverage. The safety thought the corner was carrying him, the corner, you know, all that. You got him, I got him, no one's got him, okay? So that's it. So take that out. He's 16 for 20 for a buck 20 now. Plus, plus, he turned the ball over in the red zone. He gave away points. He fumbled the ball on a blitz that he didn't see and gave them points. Okay. All right. So how does he have 110 quarterback rating?
3: You tell me. Doesn't sound like
4: he should I, I don't have know. that high of a rating. He, he did nothing to help the game. He actually, Tennessee lost it. Tennessee blew. Like I don't say he if he overthrew. I mean, he's a pro quarterback. He's got to hit a guy wide open. I mean, Bella could have caught that ball. I mean, it was he's so wide open. They blew the coverage. Do you think the next team they play is going to blow the coverage like that? Well, the next team
3: they the next team they play is Carolina. Carolina is in town at the Giants. Giants open one has been bet up to two. Some good notes here as far as this one. The underdog is 5 0 ATS less five meetings between these two. A notable bet out of bet MGM $1,000 to win $500,000 on Saquon to win the MVP. So, a couple of things. You remember Dayball. Dayball obviously wasn't in game happy with Daniel Jones. I thought he was going to bench him.
4: Me too. Me too. I thought he was too. I thought that's, you know, you don't treat your quarterback like that if you really, like, there's no way you're walking over to Justin Herbert like that. OK, no, you're no, kind of no, comforting them no. and saying, hey, man, just we got we got to be careful here. We got to be careful here. You know, and, and look, I mean, I just saw the clip on Twitter. Uh, I mean, Everett wanted out of the game and they didn't take him out. I mean, in fairness to Everett, he wanted out of the game and they kept him in. Yeah, they he he said, was no, you stay. He, he was, was gassed. gassed. I mean. I mean, I think they'd like to have that back. I mean, if I were Staley and, and I saw the, the tight end coach keep him on the field, I'm like, okay, what really guy wants out
3: to your point? We played a clip of Staley knowing where his bread was buttered, talking up yeah. Herbert. We watched Dave ball undress Daniel Jones because he knows he may, may not be coaching him next year. His job doesn't depend right. on Daniel Jones. That's the difference. Our buddy Vinny Maliulo right. joins us next here on the Lombardi line.
1: to the legend behind Labamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to
0: a whole new level –